Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, today we're talking about multiple sclerosis causes and solutions. Uh, and one of the reasons we're taking a um, not a real break from the corona, because we're being massively shadow banned, massively censored, uh, with over 700,000 people on YouTube and over 100,000 on Facebook, uh, when we would post a video, um, and I'm talking just a few months ago, we would have within a day about 30 to 50,000 hits. Now we're getting around one to 2,000 hits. Uh, so obviously our information is not, um, is not, not wanting to be disseminated by the people that control the media. So we're going to stick with multiple sclerosis, and the reason is there's a lot of neurologic causes of this, and it's getting epidemic. And autoimmune diseases, along with non-communicable diseases, are, are the real epidemic. Uh, if you have any questions about the COVID or anything like that, check out the, Dr. Dolores Cahill, check out Rashid Bassard, check out... Um, Del Big Tree from the High Wire. Check out Ivor Cummings. Okay, um, brilliant. And I'm posting all of this stuff on Facebook. It's just not really being disseminated. Um, but uh, this this sums up our society from a quote from Bertram Russell in 1953. Uh, quote: Diet injections and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable in any serious criticism of the powers that will become psychologically impossible. Yes. So let's look at multiple sclerosis. And multiple means many. Sclerosis means hardening. And what's interesting, if you look at the nationalmssociety.org, Quote, the cause of the MS is still unknown. Scientists believe that the disease is triggered by a yet unidentifiable environmental factor in a person or who is genetically predisposed to respond to it. Uh, when we look at uh, the two different factors that they list, immunologic factors and environmental factors. Now, the MS, according to this, this group, is an abnormal immune-mediated response attacking the myelin or the coating outside of the neurofibers, um, as well as the neurofibers themselves. Uh, according to this, in recent years, researchers have been able to identify which immune cells are mounting some of the attack. Now, environmental factors, okay, and you've got to listen to this. Okay, environmental factors, according to the National MS Society, um, MS is known to occur more frequently from areas further away from the equator. So just stop there. So could there be a vitamin deficiency, such as vitamin D, omega-3s? Absolutely. Uh, epidemiologists um, have studied disease pattern. They're looking at variations in geography, demographics, genetics, infectious causes, migration patterns in an effort to understand why. Now, you're looking at 85 to 90% of people with this multiple sclerosis, and, and this is uh, over half a million people in the United States, over 2 million people worldwide. 90% of them are remitting and relapsing. So now you've got to say, wait a second, I've heard MS, that you're going to end up in a wheelchair. If 85 to 90% are remitting and relapsing, that means it comes and it goes. Could it possibly be a demyelinating condition, or could there be something else? 
Because if you're going to hold to the old theory that the outside covering of the nerve, the myelin sheath is being eaten up by some bizarre autoimmune phenomenon, then that automatically in 90% of the cases remyelinate. So it remits and relapses, so it comes and goes. Uh, let's look at that, because if that doesn't make sense to you, then you have common sense. If it does make sense to you, by gosh, put your mask on when you're driving your car. <clears throat> and it, because obviously you're too far gone. Okay, so now let's look at um, some of the other types. They have benign MS, which 45% were cognitively impaired. 49% had fatigue, and 54% were depressed. So when we look at this, cognitive impairment is that a gut issue. Remember the gut-brain connection, absolutely. Fatigue, is that um, a sympathetic dominant or a stress state? Absolutely. 54% depressed. Is depression and anxiety a factor of the frontal lobe? Absolutely it is, the part of the brain in the front. Now that frontal lobe is controlled by the cerebellum. So when you're looking at benign MS, 45% cognitively impaired, 49% fatigue, 54% depressed, that's significant. And that's going to be gut and nervous system in origin. Uh, when, when we look according to the MS Society, and you've got to think of this because we're going to have evidence for each one of these. Um, the following, according to the MS Society, do not cause MS. One, Exposure to heavy metals, honest to goodness. Now, mercury-led um, toxicity can damage the nervous system and produce tremors and weakness. Um, it, it's similar to MS, but there, according to them, no evidence that heavy metal can, can cause it. Physical trauma, they say there's no association between physical trauma and the onset of progression of MS. Uh, you're going to see absolutely that there is. And now, uh, what I want you, you're going to learn a new term, multiple sclerosis, okay, uh, also ADEM, or acute disseminated encephalomyelitis. Um, now, now, this is hugely important because this is a brief but intense swelling of the brain and spinal cord. Now, it can it hit the optic nerve, but the brain's myelin sheath, the white coating, now, other terms for ADEM, or acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, um, is post-infection myelitis, immune-mediated encephalomyelitis, and some of the causes, it can cause both ADEM and MS involve immune-mediated response to the myelin and spinal cord. So you might start to think, well, what are the differences of them? Well, the causes of ADEM, or acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, uh, can be from bacterial infection, viral infection, but it's some type of autoimmune conditions. Now, most cases of ADEM, and you better be sitting down for this, happen between 7 and 14 days after an infection or up to three months following a vaccination. That's right. Infection and vaccination can lead to it. Now, um, when we're looking at this, ADEM awful follows viral infection and vaccinations such as for MMR. That's right. It's listed on the package. Now, symptoms uh, begin to appear, fatigue, fever, headache, nausea, vomiting. Uh, in some patients, and this is the archive of neurology, trauma 
to the central nervous system may result in formation or enlargement of multiple sclerotic placking. Now, that's the title of the article. And I know that Multiple Sclerosis Society just said that trauma doesn't have anything to do with it. Well, listen to this one out of Archives of Neurology. In some patients, multiple sclerosis, certain kinds of trauma may act as a trigger for the appearance or new recurrent symptoms. Only trauma affecting the head, neck, and upper back, and that is to the brain and spinal cord, can be sig considered significant. Um, these premises, based on the twin considerations, the alteration of the blood-brain barrier and is an obligatory step in the pathogenesis of MS lesions, and trauma to the central nervous system can result in the loss of this blood-brain impermeability. So I want you to kind of get this. When you have a, a journal article that says, look, trauma to the brain, but let's look at this. Now, inside of your brain, you produce the cerebral spinal fluid. It's produced in this little cluster of grapes called the choroid plexus. Now, this fluid is produced in the brain, and it goes around, and it gives the brain nutrients. And then it flows down through the, through the top of the neck, through the spinal cord, to give that spinal cord nutrients as well. Now, if there's a trauma that can lose that you can lose the curve in the neck and we see this with so many patients with um brain damage i'm talking dementia alzheimer's autism anxiety stress depression we'll see an, ex an extreme swelling or inflammation down the middle of the head and that's where the sagittal suture meets where the plates of the skull meet and you can literally feel heat coming off of that. And if you have um, a child with neurologic damage or an adult, just put your hand in the top of the head and you'll see it's almost a flaming mohawk. And this is coming from loss of curve in the neck, causing the head to go forward, which decreases the flow of that cerebral spinal fluid, actually backing it up. Now, also... Um, aspartame, and this is going to be the um, the synthetic sweeteners. Uh, now, this is incredibly damaging to the nervous system, and this is in most um, sweeteners. And this is out of uh, Foyla Neuropath uh, Neuropathology, 2013. Uh, quote, conclusions. This article analyzes the direct and indirect role of astrocytes participating in the toxic effects of meta metabolites of aspartame. That means that this amino acid, okay, this is literally aspartame, can um, block the synthesis of dopamine and serotonin in the central nervous system. Uh, it can, it's neurotoxic, and here, where does it say? Oh, and it leads to hyperexcitability of cells, free radical release, remember the free radicals, those damage healthy tissue, oxidative stress, and neural degeneration. This is from the synthetic sweeteners. Now you might say, wait a second, um, oxidative stress, isn't that what face masking does? Yes, you'd be right. Okay, and why do we want our patients with central nervous system damage uh, to not wear the mask when they feel safe? That's probably why. Um, another article at a pharmacology a pharmacological review, and this is out of 2006, the effect of aspartame metabolites on human erythrocyte membrane and acetylcholinerase activity. Um, now, uh, if you look at what they're saying in this article, these uh, aspartame, 
highly toxic um, concentrations uh, partially or remarkably decrease acetylcholine activity. And this is going to be anxiety, stress, depression. Um, when we look at some of the effects of Splenda, which is chlorinated sugar, I know it seems like a good idea. I'm going to put toxic chlorine, bind it to sugar, so your body recognizes the poison of the chlorine, but you still get a chance to taste it sweet. Well, sometimes that can break off, and then you just get the chlorinated sugar that's poisonous. Um, when you look at vaccinated versus unvaccinated, and why are we bringing this up? Because that can cross the blood-brain barrier. We've just read two articles that talk about the blood-brain barrier. Now, the blood-brain barrier can be damaged from trauma. So if these kids have had a C-section birth, which has four times the amount of pressure on the kid's neck, if they've had a vacuum extraction birth, which, again, damaging the kid's neck, that can limit that cerebral spinal fluid flow. Now, should the kids get their neck and spinal system checked and their nervous system checked before they get injected with something that can cross the blood-brain barrier and damage the system? I would think so. You know, it'd, it'd be nice to, you know, have one-size-fits-all and know that, 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 you know, if there is a reaction, that the companies that produce the product aren't liable. Okay, so that way you don't need to worry about them being sued because they can't be. But let's just look at the vaccinated because we know that their ingredients, just like aspartame can damage the blood-brain barrier, just like um, Tylenol can damage the blood-brain barrier, a lot of antibiotics can do it, and there's a lot of medications that can do it. Well, vaccines can also damage the blood-brain barrier. Now, this is a really cool article that compared vaccinated versus unvaccinated. But I want to read the, the, this one preface of the article. Quote, when doctors cannot predict who will be harmed by a vaccine and cannot guarantee that those who have been vaccinated won't get infected or transmit the infection, then the ethical principle of informed consent becomes a civil, human, and parental right that must be safeguarded in the U.S. law. Non-medical vaccine exemptions immunize individual and communities against unsafe, ineffective vaccines and tyranny. That's right. Um, you should have the right to choose. And when we look at our, our, our society, way back in 2000, that was 20 years ago, there were around 21% of our population had a chronic illness or disease. Leap together 14 years, 60% of Americans had at least one chronic illness or disease. When you look back in the 80s, there were 12% of kids that have a chronic illness. You look now, you're looking at 54%. So we have an epidemic of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, uh, arthritic and joint diseases, allergies, asthma, everything. So why would I bring this up? Well, when you look at the National Institute of Health, .gov, okay, so this is the government site, title of this article, Adverse Effects of Vaccines, Evidence, and Causality. Now, I'm not talking about um, a vaccine that's um, for a politicized disease that is rushed to, to market without any long-term safety studies. I'm talking about stuff that's been approved that is causing damage. Let's just look at, at this one goes through and looks at different vaccines and their adverse relationship. Yes, that's right. The vaccine is not a sanctified by God 
product that doesn't have a negative effect in humans. In fact, those vaccines back in the early 80s and late 70s had so many challenges that they decide to either, well, you got a choice. You make the vaccine safer. Nah, that'd be too expensive. Um, we take the liability away from the vaccine companies so they can't be um, sued. Yep, that's what we do. So the law in 1986 absolved the vaccine companies of any liability. Uh, So this way, the number of vaccines went from 12 to 72 doses of 17 different vaccines over the first 18 years. And so we're seeing a massive rise in these autoimmune conditions. Now, this article goes on to state that MMR um, can absolutely contribute and cause inclusion bodies and encephalitis. And again, that's brain swelling. Febrile seizures they talk about, also anaphylaxic. And there's additional six vaccines that they're naming. So MMR, the chickenpox vaccine, influenza, hepatitis B, meningococcal, and tetanus vaccines, the DPT shot. Now, the mechanism evidence provided the convincing support that the conclusion that the injected vaccine independent of the antigen can lead to two adverse events. And and so they're saying that that can cause damage in the brain and in the body. Uh, we also have another one from frontiersinscience.org talking about mast cell, pain, blood-brain barrier, and multiple journal articles talking about that. Now, um, this is out of the, I know this is going to be a shocker, the Journal of the American Medical Association. The Journal of the American Medical Association, 2014. Um, quote, because vaccinations are common, even a small increased risk of multiple sclerosis and other acquired central nervous system demyelinating syndromes could have a significant effect on the public. Um, the objective was to check to see if they were or if these vaccines can cause it. Uh, vaccination of any type was associated, listen to this, vaccination of any type was associated with an increase of central nervous system and demyelinating syndromes um, onset within the first 30 days after the vaccination, only in younger, less than 50-year-old individuals. The conclusion was, um, here it is, the short-term increase of risk suggests that vaccines may accelerate the transition from subclinical to overt autoimmunity in patients with an existing disease. I like that, with an existing disease. You only find out you have the disease if you get the shot and then your body has a negative response. Yeah, that's good science. Um, The Journal of Neurology um, said that the hepatitis B vaccine shows an increased risk of MS. And, And it's it's interesting that, that one size fits all. Just one vaccine is going to be good for everyone. Medical, multiple sclerosis and hepatitis B vaccination, adding to the credibility of molecular biology to an unusual level of clinical and epidemiologic evidence. That's the title of this article. Now, this is out of the Journal of Medical Hypothesis. Uh, quote, HPV polymerase as a contaminant and then triggered an autoimmune process against the myelin in some vaccinated subjects. The HPV has an unusual potential to increase neurologic disorders amongst others, unwanted side effects. Yeah, makes you want to get that, doesn't it? But then we have 
Journal of Neurology, Journal of Lupus, Journal of Autoimmunity, Journal of Clinic Neuromusculoskeletal Disease, talking about multiple sclerosis, autoimmune conditions, transverse myelitis, and Guillain-Barre. Now, when we look at how um, vaccination has is universally in America forced on children. Um, there are multiple states that are losing the parental rights because some doctors are actually questioning this. And if you're questioning the religion of vaccines, you're going to be in deep trouble. This is why when we talk about this, this is one of the censored subjects that is going on. Uh, now, if your child has been vaccine damaged, and this means they're going to have behavioral bowel, breathing, or skin issues, if you've had MS, the key to correcting it is correcting the gut. Um, there's a brilliant article of the Scandinavian Journal of Education Research talking about how gluten and casein-free. So this means grain or gluten-free and dairy-free. Um, it turns out that this gluten-free and dairy-free diet actually helped heal some of the guts. Ketogenic diet, problem, uh, diet program is also fantastic for neurologic disorders, such as multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, brain cancer, um, uh, sleep disorders, Alzheimer's, and neurotrauma, fantastically important. Because remember, that brain is like a hybrid. It can burn glucose or it can burn fat. When it burns fat, that's, it. that's a, a better idea. So how does that work? How, do, how does the MS affect the gut? Well, we know that neurotoxins can affect it. We know tran, um, trauma can affect it. There's even a brilliant article out of the Journal of Neuroscience. Cholesterol-lowering drugs linked to multiple sclerosis. Quote, statins are thus considered as a potential therapeutic drug for inflammation of, of the myelin. And I love this. Um, they're saying in one part of the article that it's a potential therapeutic drug for the inflammation of the demyelinating diseases. Uh, the other part is statins hamper the process of myelin formation, and statins impair the ongoing remyelination. So it can slow down the destruction of it, and it stops the healing of it. Why? Because cholesterol is the precursor to hormones, and you need this for your body. So let's look at how the brain works. Well, we know, out of the, and this means that your brain, and we're looking at the frontal lobe, is controlled by this little brain in the back, the cerebellum. And any time you adjust the body or move the body, you're getting stimulation to that cerebellum. Uh, it, when we look at the Annals of Italian Chiropractic 2015, quote, preliminary results say after upper cervical chiropractic care in patients, the chronic cerebral spinal fluid venous insufficiency and multiple sclerosis. They noticed in 44 MS cases, 91% improvement. And uh, what they also found was no, quote, no further progression of MS was noted in the improved cases during the care period. And this ranged from one to five years, depending on the patient. Uh, why would that work? Well, because if you alter the neck, particularly the upper cervical, you're changing how that cerebral spinal fluid flows. So if you get that good CSF flow, 
that's going to start to give nutrients to the to the brain and spinal cord. Uh, here's another one: current options for in neurology, 2015, the gut microbiome in animals and multiple sclerosis. Absolutely. So if you have something that damages the gut, you got to heal the gut. So when you're talking a nervous system disorder, don't put any neurotoxins in the system. That means no vaccines, Splenda, medications. You've got to find the cause of it. But the bowel disorders are hugely important because this can actually, it's called the gut-brain connection. We know that antibiotics have a chain reaction. They, they can cause damage to the gut, um, anti-inflammatories such as naproxen, ibuprofen, damages the intestinal tract, glyphosates damage the intestinal tract, toxic foods damage the intestinal tract. So there's a lot of things that you're exposed to that damage the gut, and there is a gut-brain connection. This means that if you have damage in the gut, it's going to negatively affect your production of neurotransmitters or how the brain works. This means glyphosates, which is the, the herbicide that's sprayed on bread and foods. So how do you get corrected? Number one, you've got to get your nervous system checked. I mean, without a doubt, absolutely, you've got to get it checked. Omega-3s from small fish. You've got to heal the gut flora. This means you've got to get a huge amount of, of healthy bacteria in the gut, but also, too, um, to rush blood to the area. Turmeric, fantastic. I'm going to cover a couple of studies on that. Sunlight, absolutely important. Exercise, vitally important for regeneration of the, the brain. Resveratrol, which you can get from grape juice or in a supplement. And cannabinoids, that's right, cannabis, fantastically important. Now, we're going to go through omega-3s, a lot of different studies on that. Turmeric, a lot of studies on that. Sunlight exposure, again, fantastically important. Now, make sure that you've got to get at least 20 minutes exposure of sunlight based on where you are in the world. If you're close to the equator, you need less. But most regions on our planet only get healthy sunlight for about six months out of the year. So you've got to get direct sunlight exposure. Exercise. Here's one out of sports medicine. Quote, MS symptoms may lead to physical inactivity associated with the development of secondary diseases. All training studies reported positive outcomes that outweighed potential adverse effects of exercise intervention. Now, the crazy thing is that people will tell um, patients with MS, don't exercise, you'll get tired. No kidding. That's why you've got to move your body to get that brain stimulated up to the point of fatigue, not beyond fatigue, point of, of fatigue, but also you have to fix the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. This means deep sleep every night. You've got to change your circadian rhythms. We know resveratrol promotes remyelination of multiple sclerosis. This is out of uh, the Neurobiology Journal, 2016. We know that, that in animal models, um, uh, multiple sclerosis. Uh, let me see, where was this? Uh, they're talking about um, increased macrophage activity or you stimulate the immune system. But the cannabinoids on neural and biology of disease, quote, cannabinoids have been reported to provide neuroprotection in acute and chronic neurodegeneration. Uh, when we look at toxic, uh, toxicology in vitro, cannabinoids, CBD, is a non-psychoactive constituent of cannabis 
um, sativa in a potential treat neurodegenerative diseases. Its neuroprotection has been mainly associated with anti-inflammatory and antioxidants. Really? All of that? Yes, in colonics. So you've got to heal the gut. If you've had heavy metal exposure, you can do chelation. You can get the, 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 the nutrients back in the system, withdraw the toxins, and put nutrients back in the system. So um, when you look at this, there are solutions. Uh, number one, if you're thinking about vaccinating, look at the toxic effects inside of a vaccine and decide for yourself or let the government decide for you. They've done a bang-up job with the economy and health so far. Uh, if you're taking drugs, find the cause. Find why you're taking them. Okay, if you're taking blood pressure, cholesterol, or type 2 diabetes medications, those are stress responses. If you take a drug to uh, change your physiology without addressing the stress, you tend to have a bad outcome. Uh, don't eat toxic food, exercise daily. You've got to take care of yourself. Now, also to look at, join the Health Freedom Network. Um, a lot of our stuff may be taken down. So look at it on YouTube and share it because YouTube and Facebook are not sharing this stuff. Look at bitshoot.com, look at extremehealthacademy.com, and look at Bergman Family Chiropractic and drjohnbergman.com. So we're putting this up, and we also have a site coming up that's not up yet, but it's going to be an exclusive site where we can talk about the censored stuff. Because right here, if I say anything about vitamin C on YouTube or Facebook or vitamin D3 is good for correcting diseases, if I mean, they are going to wipe you out if you say that. So we need to get a safe environment that we can talk about uncensored healthy material or healthy things you could do. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you and I love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.